Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 1, Chapter 16, on putting up with other people's faults. There will always be faults in ourselves, faults in others which defy correction. There is nothing for it but to put up with them till God arranges things differently. After all, it may be the best possible way of testing our patience. And without patience, a man's good qualities go for very little. At the same time, you do well to pray about such inconveniences. Ask God in his mercy to help you bear them calmly. If you have spoken to a man once and again without bringing him to a better mind, it is a mistake to go on nagging at him. Leave it all in God's hands. Let his will be done. His name be glorified in the lives of all his servants. He knows how to bring good out of evil. Yes, you do well to cultivate patience in putting up with the shortcoming, the various disabilities of other people. Only think how much they have to put up with in you. When you make such a failure of organizing your own life, how can you expect everyone else to come up to your own standards? We like to have everybody around us quite perfect but our own faults. We never seem to correct them. Tom, Dick, and Harry must be strictly called to order, but we aren't fond of being called to order ourselves. It's always the other man that has too much rope given him. Our wishes must not be thwarted. Rules for everybody else, but our own liberties must not be abridged for a moment. My neighbor as myself. It is not often, it is, that we might weight the scales equally. If we were all perfect, we should give one another no crosses to bear, and that is not what God wants. He will have us learn to bear the burden of one another's faults. Nobody is faultless. Each has his own burden to bear. Without the strength or the wit, to carry it by himself. And we have got to support one another, console, help, correct, advise one another, each in his turn. Meanwhile, there is no better test of a man's quality than when he cannot have things his own way. The occasions of sin do not overpower us. They only prove our worth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Counselor of Popes, 
vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a beautiful chapter 16 is. How many truths are contained in this chapter? The end of the chapter, Thomas Akempis tells us one of the reasons God puts us together. Because nobody has the strength by himself or the wit that is the mind, the intelligence, to bear his own burden. Nobody can. We all have burdens. We all have faults. And without each other, without other people, we wouldn't be able to go on. We need each of us needs consolation, support, corrections, help, advice at various times in our life. Isn't it true? We just think back to our past. Where would we be if at certain times, very frequently, we hadn't gotten certain advice, certain corrections, certain consolation, certain support? Well, we got to do the same for others. Nobody is faultless. No one is an island unto himself without need of other people. And what's the theological basis of this? What is the basis in the revelation of Jesus Christ in this truth? Well, it's twofold. One is that we are all descendants of the first human beings who rebelled against God, and we bear the effects of original sin, above all concupiscence, the tendency to sin. We bear weakness, moral weakness. But the even more important truth is that we have been united by Christ into a mystical body, and that each of us is united in various ways to other people in the body of Christ. And that is the basis, the twofold basis of our tendency to keep making mistakes and our absolute need for other people. We are not saved as mere individuals, isolated, cut off. No, we're saved as members of a body. Okay, so that means, in fact, that each one of us belongs to each other. Your good is my good. My good is your good. My suffering is your suffering. Your suffering is my suffering. Yes, we're distinct. No one can be saved by someone else's good deeds. We have to each turn to God our, ourselves, make individual acts of faith. But nevertheless, we are all one with connections and bonds. We're saved as a people the people of God, the mystical body of Christ. Now, within this body, God allows some members at certain times to have to help other people. And in these difficulties, in this sharing of each other's burdens, we grow in patience. We grow in the virtue of patience. And if we don't have patience, if we're not able to calmly bear 
the faults of others. We don't have much virtue, he says. Our good qualities go for very little if we cannot calmly put up with the faults of others. But you say, yes, but I've corrected him. I've spoken to him. I've told him three times he's got to be different and he's not any different or she's not any better. I've told her, I've told her. How many times do you have to tell a person? Well, Thomas Kempis has a lot of experience with that in a religious community, in common life, in growing up. And what does he say? If you're going to speak to him, speak to him once, maybe again, and then leave it. Leave it where? In God's hands. God cares for us more than we care for ourselves. We cannot save each other. We can help each other. We can support each other. We can correct each other. But remember the last chapter. Remember the previous chapters. What's primary is God's grace. What's primary is God's charity. Don't say what great things the saints do, St. Philip used to say, but say rather what great things God does in his saints. Even when we're supporting each other, we are God's instruments. And God seems to like to allow us to have to put up with each other. And Thomas Kempis does not hold anything back. He hits us right between the eyes when he says, if you have to put up with things in yourself, you can't change. If I have to put up with stuff in myself, I can't change. And I would like to. Why is it so hard to be putting up with the faults of others? Why do I expect that they should change and I can't even change myself? Why am I so quick to look at the faults of others rather than look at my own faults? I mean, this is exactly right. Come, Holy Spirit. Allow God's love to enter into our hearts. Allow us to accept each other for the love of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, help us to imitate your patience, how calm you were with your apostles, how calm you were for three years putting up with all of their rudeness, their faults, their failures. Teach us to be patient with ourselves and with our fellow members of the mystical body of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.